This is the Oanda Podcast. This is the Oanda Market Insights Podcast, talking to Oanda senior market analysts from across the world with all the big business and market stories. Let's speak to Jeff Halley in Singapore. Good morning from London, Jeff. And good afternoon from Asia. Now, before we talk about the week ahead and what's going on in the news, what's happening where you are? How are markets in Asia Pacific? It's reasonably quiet here today, and that's mostly because uh, Greater China, so if we call that Hong Kong, mainland China, uh, and Taiwan, uh, on holiday today for their Dragon Boat Festival. And uh, Australia is away for the Queen's birthday. Happy birthday, Your Highness. So... um, that's uh, reduced liquidity in the markets. They're two big financial centres. So uh, Asian equities have drifted a little higher today, uh, and Asian currencies have fallen slightly against the US dollar. Have them as have the majors after the US had quite a US dollar had quite a big rally on on Friday, but otherwise fairly quiet. Looking towards a positive start though for European stock markets this afternoon. Looking at Dollar numbers and oil prices. The dollar has climbed uh, in recent days and oil's at multi-year highs. What's going on? Yeah, a bit confusing the price action on Friday. Oil was actually on the back foot until late in the session. The International Energy Agency, the IEA, uh, came out with a monthly report and in it they said that oil demand would keep increasing substantially and they called on OPEC Plus to make sure that they opened the taps enough to keep prices in check. And they basically said to OPEC Plus, start pumping more oil in the near future quickly. That was uh, taken as a very bullish uh, indicator for the future demand of oil, and that sent it sharply higher into the end of the session. And it's rallied again this morning uh, on, on much the same data. Now, here in the UK, Jeff, the PM, Prime Minister Boris Johnson, expected to announce that lockdown restrictions will, of course, not be ending next Monday because the Delta variant is spreading. COVID numbers are unfortunately growing fast. It's going to come as a big disappointment to businesses across the UK, but it was inevitable. But markets here haven't really been seriously affected by this news, perhaps because they've seen it coming for some time. Yeah, I think it's mostly shown up in sterling. Now, the dollar did rise on Friday, but the sterling fell to 141 versus the, the dollar on Friday. So I suspect that most of the stresses in the financial markets regarding this news are coming in the currency markets right now. Uh, I believe that the market will be looking through this. If it's a one-month extension, the UK is already on a very clear trajectory of recovery anyway. This is going to be looked as a transitory issue and not a structural issue by particularly equity markets. And I think that aside from travel and and leisure uh, stocks, that the rest of um, the markets will will construe the the UK is still being on track and this is a mere sort of road, road bump along the way. So taking a longer term point of view, yes, it's a disappointment in the short term, but in the long term, it's not enough to knock the UK recovery off track. And thus, we're not seeing a huge negative reaction in equity markets. What's happening where you are in Asia Pacific as far as COVID-19 transmission rates and numbers are concerned? Well, they've started coming down in Japan, which is good to hear uh, they do have a problem in Guangdong and province in China, but they seem to have that mostly under under uh, control. 
Things are still looking quite grim over in Malaysia, where they have effectively a national lockdown light. Uh, same in Thailand and to a lesser extent Vietnam. Singapore is still reporting community transmissions as well, uh, although they are moving today to a, a reopening phase, which should be uh, pick up a speed again at the end of uh, this week. Indonesia uh, cases are, are rising as well after a delay after the post-Eid travel period. Uh, they hit around 10,000, which doesn't sound a lot for the UK, but actually for Indonesia it is a lot. So, And they have 300 million people. So uh, there's some warning signs there. We'll have to see how that one develops. I think overall in Asia, COVID-19 has been... Um, weighing on economic activity right across Asia and um, thus we're seeing this divergence between uh, say UK, US, European markets and Asian markets at the moment. But again I feel that the market believes this will be transitory and they're looking through it for now. If we're still in this position in a few months time that might change. Okay, let's look ahead to the next week or so, and I suppose the highlight would be the FOMC on Wednesday? Yeah, all roads lead to the FOMC, I'm afraid, this week. We do have some quite chunky data points around that. Uh, we have US uh, retail sales and industrial production tomorrow. Uh, we also have China retail sales and industrial production on Wednesday. Uh, we have UK unemployment tomorrow. We have a Norwegian uh, central bank rate decision at the end of the week. Uh, yeah, so we have uh, also UK uh, CPI later this week as well. But I think they're all going to be subsumed into this FOMC meeting and whether the FOMC actually makes any changes to the language that might signal in whatever nebulous way they may, may choose to do it or how the market interprets it, that they are starting to think about tapering. Talking about that uh, unemployment data that's coming up tomorrow, we do have a problem in this country, in the UK. Uh, believe it or not, we have a jobs problem in that we can't can't fill vacancies. And what's happening is uh, a lot of employers are trying to are having to increase uh, wages, uh, which you wouldn't expect at a time like this uh, to entice people back into those industries, particularly in, in the hospitality. So there are economists out there who are concerned that this could lead to rises in inflation. Now, it sort of digs in with the FOMC and whether or not at some point we're going to have a rise in rates. But this interesting factor on the horizon, isn't it? Yes, it all comes back to this argument. And, and I'll just say that the US is having exactly the same problem at the moment. But it all comes back to this uh, this argument. Is the inflation that we're seeing all over the world now, is it transitory, i.e. will it drop out of the system next year once these COVID-19, these pandemic disruptions, uh, the worst of those are past us uh, and we get a return to the mean? Or is this the start for the first time in 20 years of a bout of wage price inflation. Now, depending on your point of view, if you're a, a, a worker, so to speak, if I was to put it simplified like that, you might not be bothered by the fact that you're going to get paid more money for doing a job. But I think there's a few things undergoing here uh, under, the, under the surface here. Unemployment benefits, I, I think, oversimplify. I think there's still a lot of parents who are um, homeschooling if their kids aren't back to school. Uh, also, uh, 
we're running into the summer season and you know we're probably going to have school holidays coming up soon as well so are they looking at taking new jobs when they have to go through that uh, there's also probably people who are nervous about going back to working in hospitality industries at the moment frankly uh, where you're facing a lot of people and your chances of catching uh, the, the virus uh, rise markedly as well. So there's a lot of dynamics, I think, in the in the labour market that you can't just lay on the at the feet of more generous unemployment benefits. But the honest answer is we just don't know how this inflation story is going to play out yet. And that's the message that the Federal Reserve will be giving on Wednesday as well. One of the interesting things about the hospitality sector is it has been notorious for paying low wages over the last few years and in fact many of those who worked in hospitality have moved into other sectors maybe it's about time that those stagnating wages went up for those people who work in that industry and i think this is the theme that we're also hearing not just in the united states or in the united kingdom but we're also hearing it in places such as singapore as well where there's now labor shortages because the borders are closed and stuff again low wage jobs uh, often with uh, people who come over from Malaysia or from other parts of Asia to work in them but you're exactly right there could have been retirements that's the other thing as well I mean I think retirements would is actually probably another part that's not being fully considered yet so a part of the workforce is just not going to come back to work now they're going to retire maybe those jobs that they've left vacant those people who were in those service sector jobs which are quite frankly uh, often very thankless jobs, aren't they? Yeah, mm. The way they're treated and everything. Maybe they have moved over and there's certainly evidence in the, in the United States that that is what is happening. So maybe we're all going to get used to, we're all going to have to get used to paying a, a little bit more to eat out or, or have that pint of beer. I'm already paying over the odds to eat out. So I'm not sure I can afford any more, Jeff. Sorry about that. <laughs> well, nothing like cooking from home. <laughs> okay, Jeff, uh, thanks very much for joining us uh, this morning. We'll speak to you again on Wednesday. A pleasure, thank you. The Oanda Podcast.